When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, when you use promo code DNVR, you're going to receive $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I am Patrick Lyons. I am Susie Hunter from LA, where I feel like we just kind of crawled to the end of the season, but here we are having completed 162 games. Patrick, how are you feeling? We completed it. We did it. We made we it. Did we it. survived. <laughs> I'm at least going to be able to sleep in my bed tonight. So I've got that going for me uh, over the, the 28 man roster of the Colorado Rockies and coaching staff who, well, though they'll probably get in late tonight uh, at least, but yeah. uh, interesting thing that you pointed out. That's kind of sidetracked me. We did play 162 this year, last year. We did not have that. So this is actually the first 162-game season for the Colorado Rockies since 2019. And there's a lot of things since 20-teens That's you know, we'll talk about all offseason. We got an article up on the DNVR.com right now. It's free. So if you listen to this podcast and you're not a member, you can go and check out that article, kind of giving you a brief synopsis of how things went down in 2022. Rockies finished with a 68-74 and 74 record. That's a winning percentage of 420. Colorado is 420. How fitting this is that? Is, That's kind of fitting. Plays it, plays it. This is the only thing that makes me feel a little okay about not getting the 69th win because we were so freaking close. We were just one game away and the Rockies got our hopes up right here at the end of the season. And it's kind of ridiculous that to say got my hopes up over a 69 win season. That's a ridiculous statement. Yeah. But still, but a fair one, nonetheless. But a fair yeah. one. But they a had a one and eleven stretch that totally sidetracked them, and then they win three games in a row against a one hundred ten win club. Go figure, and and make it interesting, and and really get our hopes on the line here for that that sixty nine victory. They don't get it, so that gives the Dodgers another win and another game in the standings. So the Rockies finish. 43 games back of first base, first place in the NOS. That is a franchise worst 
That's the worst. They've never finished further away from first place. Some of that, obviously, that credit goes to the Dodgers because this was, I believe, what the uh, tied for sixth worst season in, in Rockies history. But 43 games back, their seventh time finishing fifth and in last place. Colorado Rockies. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so funny. So before the game, I was sitting in on Dave Roberts' pregame scrum. And, you know, all the reporters are like, oh, can you reflect on, you know, this 110-win season? And he's like, no, like we're going to reflect on a 111 win season. He said, I want my picket fence number one, one, one. And he like got that. it. And he got it. Do you want to hear about the celebrities I saw at the game today? Cause I saw some big ones, some big, you celebs. saw some more. Um, can we, can we save that a little bit? Do you want to talk about the game? No. You can tell us now. I worry about no. you forgetting. Go ahead. You worry about me. I might. That's very possible. Um, so Gabriel Iglesias, fluffy. The Gabriel. Are you sure it wasn't Gabrielle? I'm sure. It was a big, oh, oh, that was yesterday. It was a big Gabby weekend, you know. Uh, fluffy. Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy himself. Very funny guy. Threw out the first pitch at the last game, home game, or last regular season game. There we go. But I saw an even bigger celeb, an even bigger celebrity. You're not going to believe it. First, tell me how you ran into this person before we try to figure out who it might be. Ran into this person in the press box. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. What we so, uh, yeah, full disclosure not that anybody really uh, famous comes to Coors Field, <laughs> they don't really like, pop into the press box, right? I mean, we're also like, but we're you know what? I will say a lot of people pop into the press box at Dodger Stadium, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Vince Scully press box. It's famous. That's true. Yeah, it's yeah. it's probably a little bit different, right? LA is just one of those places where that 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 breaks the rules. I don't know that that happens in like New York, like at Yankee Stadium. Even though there's tons of celebrities, I think the the, the journalists are like, "Leave me alone!" Like I don't I don't care about your new album, Justin mm -hmm. Bieber, or you know, it's uh, a different vibe. Else. It's a different vibe. But they let famous people do whatever they want in LA. Wow, even more famous. Can I have a clue? Um, you've heard of him. You think <laughs> Pete Davidson. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish. No, he's off finding Giselle because he know he knows she's about to be on the market. Maybe and he's always out kicking his coverage. Um, I will say this famous person has been on this show. Todd Radom. <laughs> no, I give up. I don't know. All right. Jo uh, Josh, uh, you're you're fudging the truth. No, yeah. Josh okay. Tushan came to hey, the Hey, that's game. awesome. Yeah, no, it was awesome because he used to cover the Dodgers. So that's right. He had, he's he had got a, lot a great of book. He's got a great book uh, about uh, some of the history of the Dodgers. So, I mean, he's a prolific writer. He's got a couple books, I believe. So that's pretty cool books. that he came out. Yeah, yeah, he made it nice. out. So that's, his, yeah. His two teams kind of there together, finishing it up, going in completely opposite directions. But I told you, awful. it was a very famous person, a big celeb. A nice reunion between uh, him and, and Rocky's, you know, PR person, uh, Kevin Collins, who came from Albuquerque. I mean, fitting, you know, you work there in the minor leagues, you get yeah. to the major leagues. So that's a that's a cool little reunion to, to yeah. see those guys getting back together. I mean, did Josh or, or anyone else kind of uh, take a step back and say, holy smokes, the Rockies went three and three in L.A. on this road trip. That's pretty good. You know what? It's it's pretty shocking. And I was talking to some of the Dodgers media, yeah. too, and they were just like, yeah, like kind of surprised. But then again, this is like a thing that I hear so many people say conversationally all the time. 
the Dodgers bring out the best in whoever they're playing. So it's a little bit of a surprise, but not the biggest surprise. Rockies went eight and 11 against the Dodgers this year, which is the best of, of any team they played uh, in the NL West. So that was pretty nice. Uh, in the six, one loss, they only got two hits and that was kind of overlooked a little bit in, uh, in all the crazy hijinks. We had Austin Gomber, uh, starting the game there, uh, who I, I did, ta- I did talk with him in the final homestand. And I know he talked with, uh, with everyone there, the Rockies believe him to be a, a still a starting candidate, buddy. You know, every time we talked to him, kept, kept throwing that, that word out there that no, he's a starter, but the situation isn't right for him right now. And mm-hmm. I mean, if you're the number six starter on a 68 win team, that, that says a couple things. But still, um, there's still a lot of bloom left on that rose. Uh, deserves, you know, an opportunity to to break camp as a starter next year for opening day. Otherwise, uh, it's not so bad to have uh, a left-hander in the bullpen. Uh, so it was nice to see that. And then, you know, towards the end of the game, we finally got the debut. We 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 talked about finally. so many things. The last couple of shows, we talked about a lot of things that either came to fruition or we said, hey, keep your eye on this because it could go this way and not go that way. And Noah Davis does not have to join Moonlight Graham in any capacity. He goes in the history books. Yes. So finally, finally, after being up with the Rockies two times, two different times, Noah Davis finally debuts on the last game of the season and on the second pitch he ever threw as a major leaguer gave up a home run. So not great, but he was there. He was there. (laughs) He was there. Uh, he, no, he was present. He attended. He is now a not, major leaguer. Not great. They were there. The story of the 2022 Colorado Rockies. <laughs> so it's kind of, it works, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. Enter the game in the seventh there. Uh, that was kind of the best thing you could you could say. But shoot, go back and look at, you know, what Ryan Feltner did last year uh, in his two starts late and just kind of looked a little overpowered. Needed to put a little more meat on the bones. It was coming fra- straight from double A, similar to what Noah Davis uh, was uh, doing this year. Uh, and, and in his, in his uh, one appearance. And yet we saw the growth from Feltner this year, really, you know, reinvented himself to a degree in that second half, looked a lot stronger, had a lot longer outings. Uh, we'll get to him and, and his performance there on uh, Tuesday night. But, you know, hey, future's still bright for Noah Davis. That's uh, uh, that's just his first start. I feel like there was somebody else that in their first pitch gave up a home run this year of the debuts. Was it Jake Bird? Was it Chad Smith? Uh, wasn't Gavin Hollowell. He, he struck, he struck out the first two that he faced, but I feel like that happened at least one other time this year. So many things went so down many. this year. Th- look, this was my first year covering a team full time, every pitch. And there's so many things that go into a season. Even one that is as unsuccessful as this one, that's worth going back and looking and saying, Hey, do you remember that? I mean, do you remember it on May 1st when we went and we recapped everything that happened in April and how long ago that had felt. Yeah. Yeah. That was That's a really wild. good point. Well, we've got six months to break down the last six months. No, we're, we're not going to just um, be focusing on this past season. We'll do more in the off season, but uh, we'll have to break all the, all the minutia down of what, what went on in 2022. Do you want to know who actually did give up homers on their first pitches? Sure. Lucas Gilbreth and Ryan Feltner. Oh, so there we go. That would have been last yeah. year. That would have been for uh, for both so, those guys. Not too long they ago. Viewed. Not too long ago, but. That's it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, maybe not first pitches, but firsts in a career, Ezekiel freaking Tovar. Yes. Oh, how, how have we not Every talked day. about this yet? How are we 11 minutes into this show and not talked about how the future of the Colorado Rockies, Ezekiel Tovar, hit his first home run and 
off of Clayton freaking Kershaw. What a huge day. That was awesome to see that. That was great. Yes, yeah, is the first uh, Rocky in their debut season to homer off Clayton Kershaw. Garrett Hampson did it as a rookie, but it was in ah! his second, it was in his second year. Yes, he he actually did it. Um, so that was great to to see him uh, have that going on. We uh we we were I guess the Rockies were able to spoil Freddie Freeman's day. Uh, oh, love the pillow. Yes, look at that crochet. Yes. Oh, get over to dnvrlocker.com. Use promo code DNVR for your very own. Uh, stitched, quilted pillow that says Ezekiel Tovar's first major league home run was off Clayton Kershaw. I love that. That should be a bumper sticker. I actually, I want this pillow for my living room. And Kale, also great job making that image. You did such a good job. Such a team player. Thank you for playing along with all my BS. You didn't know he could cross stitch. But he, I, I did. So, so when you put that out there, I knew he'd be able He's to tackle that job. He's a super producer and he is a super stitcher. That's it. Freddie Freeman needed to go four for four to win the National League batting title. Had never won it before. The reason for that, the reason why he had control of his own destiny is Buck Showalter sat out Jeff McNeil. He said it wasn't his decision. He said it wasn't Jeff's decision. So, okay, cool. Whatever. Uh, we do that. Walt Weiss received a lot of criticism for that. Uh, when he left out DJ LeMahieu uh, to help him win a batting title. But Freddie Freeman started off two for two, had himself a homer. Then that third at bat, I believe, is the one that ended up getting him, finishes three for four. So he will be just shy. So that's a hard thing to spoil. That wasn't as as fun. You know, you want to kind of spoil mm -hmm. some things maybe late in the season when your year is kind of over like that, but not for a nice guy like Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Not for a guy that gives out hugs to all who need it. Right, exactly, exactly. As we remember from the first game of the season, he and Jose Iglesias shared a hug because they share they share a certain pain from their yeah. past. So it's true, yeah. You know, yeah, that was they, sweet. They that was a really sweet moment. Yeah. Freddie Freeman's a great dude. So uh, you hate to see, you hate to see it, but oh well. That's how it goes. That's yeah. how it goes. That's face. That's baseball. That's baseball. That that's a thing. I like that. You should uh, you should definitely think about using that for something. Um, I also, you know, Clayton Kershaw got his twenty eighth, twenty eighth, yeah, twenty eight hundred, twenty eight hundredth strikeout of his career. Only the sixth player to ever do it. Uh, that being, of course, with just one team. So uh, impressive for him. He's looking great for a guy who's kind of banged up. He's he's got an uh, an old body for a, a younger guy. Uh, and he's still, still doing it at the top of his game. And also I realized this five minutes before we went to air. Uh, again, if you only listen to this as a podcast, make sure you head over to our YouTube channel, DNVR sports channel. Uh, we can also get Broncos coverage ads, all that stuff. They're doing previews now for the NHL season, but it hit me. It just struck me. I look, I like symmetry at times when it's there. I don't have to, you don't have to force it, but when it's there, it's there. The season started with, Kyle Freeland, a Colorado kid, throwing the first pitch. And the season ends with a Colorado kid, Ty Block, closing out the season. Venture to say that's probably the first time that's ever happened in 30 years of Colorado Rockies baseball. That's pretty neat. That is pretty neat. You know, I didn't really put that together. But, of course, Encyclopedia Patrick put it together. That's it. I was, I was able to, to link them together. Uh, just like we want to link you with the best tailgate in the world. Thursday, Colts, Broncos, 
right outside of Mile High Stadium. It's going to be fantastic. Get your tickets at dnvrlocker.com. You know, if you have a membership to the dnvr.com, whether it's 50 cents for that first month or an annual membership, you're going to get some great deals on the watch party. You'll get a price break on that. You get 15% off your tab down on the corner of Colfax in York, where if you have an Ezekiel Tovar black vest, Susie Hunter will buy you a beer. Or if you are wearing, I already forget, what was the City Connect jersey? Oh, wow. I forgot too. Oh, I remembered. Todd Hollinsworth. If you have a Todd Hollinsworth (laughs) City Connect jersey, I will buy you a beer. Or we can put it on a tab and then I'll pay it for you. For you, if you have a cross stitch, Ezekiel's Tovar's first home run was off of Clayton Kershaw. Susie and I will split that one. So there's a lot of options for you to get 15% off your tab as a member to the DNVR.com or just to get some straight up free drinks if you're wearing the right type of gear. Uh, and of course, you know, we've got Breck uh, Brew on tap. Well, they've got the farmhouse. Susie has been there. You loved it. I mean, you you weren't even there for a concert. Yeah, like they've got the Hoot Nanny coming up this weekend on October 8th and 9th. But even if you're not there for that, talk about the vibe that's there at the farmhouse. In Little oh, Kings. my God. Nice. It's it's gorgeous there. Um, it's it, When I was there, it was so nice out, too. And, like, we have nice weather for such a long time in Colorado. But, you know, the beers were flowing. It's just so nice to sit out on a lawn. Look at the shirt. Patrick's wearing a Breck Brew shirt. Let's go. Yeah, no, there it's just it's such a great location. It was so easy to get to, too. So if Breckenridge is a little too far away from you for you, this is a great, a great place. Yeah. Fall. It's it's, as you said, Susie, it's, it's still popping off. You still want to be outside. So they're kicking off fall with live music, uh, food, beer, of course, and games this entire weekend, October 8th and 9th at their Littleton location. Spin doctors are going to be there. Railroad earth, uh, a local band. That's, that's fantastic. Stay tuned for all things DNVR, the Hootenanny giveaways uh, that we're also going to have leading up to it. Uh, you can make sure you check that out. Head over to the events.seated.com backslash hootenanny22 for more details on tickets and the artist lineup. Events.seated.com slash hootenanny22. Link in the description for even more than that. You can also check out a link to DraftKings Sportsbook and you could use code DNVR because now new customers, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They've got those stepped-up same-game parlays that helps make things even sweeter. Boost your winnings. Uh, Stepped-up same-game parlays you can do once a day all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See link in the details. For more. Now, on Tuesday, we got a win, mm-hmm. right? Uh, three games in a row there from the Rockies. Five to win. Has never happened against a team that had already won 110 games. That's true. How about this? No team had ever lost the final game of the season after having won three games against a 110 win season in a six game series ever. Folks, tack on the qualifiers. And you can just make up stats all the time if you know the right buttons to push. But you're right. Yeah, that was uh, that was cool to see. Ryan Fellner was good. Third quality start of the season. Uh, his first of the second half. And the other second half stat that was kind of mind-blowing. But when you stopped and thought about it, you go, oh, yeah, that's not great. Uh, Garrett Hampson, uh, he, he put on a little insurance run there in the ninth. It was only his 15th RBI of the year. 
It was only his third of the second half. Ooh. Yeah. Don't like that. Don't like not that. Not ideal. Yeah, not ideal. Uh, actually decided to, to punch it in the old algorithm there to find out that, in fact, he and Sam Hilliard, both from this year, had over 200 plate appearances with 15 or less RBI. Uh, that had only happened eight times now uh, in Rockies history. 2011, they also had two guys who kind of fit that description. So less than ideal. We'll talk about it here in just a second. Sam Hilliard and Garrett Hampson, they might not be around next year. They might not be around. Uh, they might not be on the 40 man roster. They might still be in the organization, but they might not be around. We, look, we got all off season to talk about it. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on it a little bit here in just a second, but that insurance run was really helpful though. They didn't end up needing it because the Rockies again, as it's it happened all week, we talk about something and then it, it ends up happening unpredictably. It almost happened on Wednesday. Bases loaded. Rockies did not have a grand slam all season long, and they they didn't. But it was close on Tuesday night. It it did come to fruition, didn't it? Which thing came to fruition? Three home runs. They did not have a three home. Three run home game runs. Got it. Sorry, I was like, we did not get a grand slam. What are you talking about? Yes, yeah, we didn't we've get that. Rockies have not had a three homer game on the road all season. So, you know, that's one of the things we're sitting around saying, hmm, that's kind of weird. Can't believe that hasn't happened. It happened the very end of the season. And I kind of thought that we could have had a chance to get our grand slam when we had the bases loaded in the ninth inning and it didn't happen. We had no grand slam. Bouchard, Randall Gritchick with those three home runs. And yeah, this would have been the only first season in franchise history uh, in 30, right? Next year's 30th anniversary, but this was the 30th season mm-hmm. that had never happened before. So uh, not ideal, but Hey, the thing that we did predict, we both said Feltner would get his ERA under six. Yes. And he did. He did with that quality start only gave up two runs. Uh, and again, it was really solid. Nelson Lamette had a scoreless seventh and uh, he's a guy that, uh, is around for another year. You know, it was kind of picked up in the middle of the season, uh, similar to Jose Urania. Uh, so you got those vibes of like, all right, well, Urania is going to be a free agent. They want to bring him back. Lamette, a free agent. They want to bring him back, except he's not a free agent. He still has another year of club control. He's going to be a little expensive because he you know, made some good money as a starting pitcher. Uh, but buddy, you know, uh, in speaking with you, Susie, I know said mm-hmm. they, he, he kind of is leaning towards him being uh, a reliever and considering the Rockies have a lot of options uh maybe not great but still options uh in the back of the starting rotation they may need denelson lamette to be a somewhat expensive five and a half uh million dollar one year option here for 2023 so it was nice that he at least was able to finish out these string of games with a big positive and doing it against the dodgers yeah yeah for sure yeah that was definitely the sense that i her that I got from hearing about Lamette. The other thing that Buddy was talking about in that pregame before Tuesday's game, talking a lot about Ryan Feltner and how much he has learned. And someone asked him, like, aren't you worried about overloading him with all that information? And Buddy was like, I thought this was so interesting. Buddy said, no, like, you know, I feel like he can handle it. I feel like he is learning it. He's absorbing it. We asked uh, Ryan about this after his start and he kind of said the same thing. He's just like, yeah, like I haven't been overwhelmed. I've been learning a lot. I liked what he had to say. So I feel like the future is bright for Ryan Feltner. I think in a situation like that, he is going to feel overwhelmed regardless, unless he's just a massive success right away, right? You're going to feel overwhelmed your first time in the majors. It's probably better to have 
you know, too much information because at least it's there Mm -hmm. and something happens and it creates this domino effect where you go, Hey, wait a minute. I've got this piece of information in my head that now means something a little bit more to me. I can pull from that. And and now you have that. Now you know that to be more of a fact rather than something happens on the field, you're overwhelmed and you don't really know what to make of it. Now he does because of all that information. So um, that, you know, that makes some sense. He's a Buckeye, you know, went to the Ohio state university. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for respecting the, the community. I'm also a member as the Susie Hunter. The sanctity. That's, that's true. Yeah. I guess you guys are kind of cousins with the Ohio (laughs) state in a weird roundabout way. Daniel Bard had himself a uh, six, six pitch save. Not yet. Six out save the other day. No, the six pitch save. Yeah. Absolutely dominant. Closes out with 33 saves uh, on the year. Uh, that was nice. That was so nice. We love a, we love a really fast half inning like that. Daniel Bard. Great season. Yeah. Chad cool finishes the year on the IL. That's how Noah Davis uh, was activated. I don't even remember there even being an, an explanation for his injury. Maybe I had said something about his uh, back. It's tri- but... Tricep tricep strain. Okay. I, yeah, all right. That's, that's what, that's what, okay, that's Rockies, the explanation. Whatever you, Hey, look, whatever you got to do, look, you are playing against the team. You're playing against the Dodgers, that club, that they have to change the rules for because they would have the Dodger DL a couple years ago. They go, oh, pitchers, you know, can have 10 days uh, on the disabled list uh, at the time when they called it that. Uh, and so they would just abuse it in order to manipulate guys, move them all around. And then, of course, the the pitching IL then became a mandatory 15 days there. So uh, mm-hmm. that that's why. So, hey, why not? You know, go for that. Why not? Why not? Uh, we also <laughs> learned on uh, Tuesday, late Tuesday, and you ended up catching up with him. Panama qualifies for the World Baseball Classic. Uh, they actually ended up winning the group down there. They were playing at Rod Carew Stadium. And uh, and Panama gets in. What does this have to do with the Colorado Rockies? Oh, well, oh, I'll tell you. Um, Justin Lawrence, born in Panama. One of the, you know, small handful of Panamanian baseball players. So, yeah, he uh, we chatted about that. He was like, you know, it's great that they could get it done without the major leaguers being able to contribute to that team at this time. But, yeah, he's hoping that he could get to be a part of that team. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'll very much uh, have that option. I don't know where what, where they're going to play because all the qualifying yeah. teams, they're, you know, there's uh, two in the Far East and then there's two regions, one in Miami. Uh, then one in Phoenix, we don't know what, where Panama will be at. So that, that could be interesting. I don't know if any of the, the Rockies players will want to necessarily sign up for playing out in, in, in Japan for one of those qualifiers. It's obviously a lot easier if it's, uh, basically where spring training baseball is played. Guys will still be able to get their work if they do that. That was always a concern when the world baseball classic was initially pitched is like, wait a minute, you got these guys, you know, playing in these games and how is that going to throw them off for the season? And they're still going to do their normal, uh, you know, workouts, uh, they might, you know, push it a little bit more than, than normal and in-game practice, but you know, spring training in in 2022 and 2023 guys are ready for the season a lot earlier than in the past. Spring training was literally trained to get ready for a long season. And now guys come ready to play, you know, late February, they're, they're pretty much ready to go nine innings. Uh, and they don't, you know, they, they just kind of, you know, stagnate there, if, if you will, to, to, to pump their brakes, get ready, make sure that it's all good for the marathon. But these guys are ready for an ultra marathon and, and that's what it's going to be in 2023. For yeah, for sure. Well said, Patrick. Yeah. A lot yeah. go, lots going to be going on this February. 
<laughs> are you are you a fan of ultra marathons by any chance? I have not. I've I've maxed out at a half marathon. I've done two half marathons. But you've heard of that. You you you're familiar with that term. The ultra marathon? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I w- wasn't sure I You asked if I was a no, fan. No. I'm like, well, like doing them. <laughs> I would not. not I don't fun. think I would be a fan. Yes. Yes, if if you like that kind of pain and torture. Uh, which you for do. us baseball fans, baseball fans, we like that kind of pain and torture. So yes, it extends uh, to the reason that I enjoy <laughs> the literal ultra marathons uh, of running anything longer than than twenty six point two miles. But uh, yeah, next year uh, it it will be really long for the Rockies. Probably longer for teams that make the postseason. Uh, again, we'll wait to see what happens here That's in the like. off season if the Rockies will be able to uh, to participate in that. And so there'll be Rockies players in uh, meaningful games in in early March. Maybe going uh, in early to late October, uh, but probably not. Probably just 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 to the late September. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. We do have some really nice comments in here, though, that we I think we should address. We got some nice yeah. comments from our YouTube. Lorenzo wants to thank us for our enthusiasm. He said it was incredible and that we're MVPs. Thank you, Lorenzo. MVPs, of course, standing for most, most valuable, valuable podcasters. Podcasters. I was going to say, I, that's what he meant. Lorenzo, I got what you were putting down, dude. I, I, I could figure that out. Yes, Colorado Sports Fan 178 also appreciates the winning percentage for yes. Third time, third time that that's happened. It's not a first. I was really hoping when, once I did the quick math early when they got behind, I said, okay, 68 divided by 162. Oh, look at that sweet, sweet number. Uh, but yes, uh, and as Stephen points out, uh, it's going to be some time until we get baseball back for uh, the Colorado Rockies. February 25th, I believe, is the first spring training game. They usually report a good Ooh. 10 days before that, sometimes even uh, two weeks. So I appreciate the support, Stephen. Home opener is uh, April 6th, Thursday, against the Washington Nationals. They open up March 30th against the San Diego Padres. Susie, how are you doing with your memorization of the 2023 schedule? Tell me everything you know. Go. Oh, listen, I'm so brain dead after six games playing the same team. So I will, I'll know it off the top of my head later this off season. You can quiz me. That'll be an off season activity for us is you can quiz me on the schedule. Like who are the Rockies playing on May 29th? Like you can ask me that. No, I don't know. I don't know that. No, I don't know. What? God, I really want to look that up right now. I need to know if my shot in the dark. Um, but no, I'll I'll ask you one 2023 scheduling question. Yes or no? Do the Rockies play the Kansas City Royals next year? Yes. There we go. We're getting on a high note. That's right. They play everybody. They play everyone. In Kansas City next year. So that will be uh, an interesting one. You might even be able to drive to that one if you want to get tickets for it. And look, you're getting into Kansas City late because it's a, I believe, about a nine, no, seven-hour drive. I think it's seven. Seven Seven-hour drive to Kansas City from Denver. I would say it's closer to eight or nine. All right. Well, we'll have to we'll have to look it up. Depending on how you drive. Look, I'm not I'm not this kind of guy, guy that you know. If you drive uh, a little over the speed limit, it's like eight ish. See, and that's the difference. You or no, it's nine. Limit. It's nine. It's well, it's a little faster than the speed limit. Right, but you call it a speed limit. I call it a speed suggestion. 
So that would probably be why I'm getting there in seven hours. And I got my tickets from game time tickets early and you're waiting last minute for your tickets. But you know what? To be fair, Susie, sometimes the early bird, uh, sometimes the late bird gets 60% off their worms. And that's what you get with game time is 60% off when you wait closer to the first pitch for tip off uh, the start of a concert, whatever you want. You can get seats behind the 50 yard line courtside because some of these dealers, they just want to make some money and not all ticket apps allow you to get those tickets right up until the start of the event. I saw a couple of shows at Red Rocks for 15 bucks because of game time app. So uh, they've been doing it for a while and now they're doing it with us. And we really appreciate that. So help support them because they're supporting us and join over 15 million people who've downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events and hit that link in the description to save. That also helps us. Uh, Kale, hopefully you will cut out this segment uh, for this metaphor and this anal- analogy that I've made for the best of analogy clips, best of and worst of uh, analogy clips, because getting 60% off your worm when you're a, you're a late bird, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's a good, I was, I was shook by that, Patrick. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was not expecting discounts on worms, but listen, right, well, game time you, is pretty miraculous. Look. Worms, I think, are most likely because it's a living creature, uh, a decent, mm-hmm. decent source of protein. If you want a better source of protein, a more acceptable source of protein, make sure you check out Hassel Cattle Company. We've partnered with them before in the past. We love it. It's beef raised in, raised in Texas on a family farm. It's the best damn Wagyu beef you will ever get. Even better, it's shipped to your doorstep. So it's literally the choice of home cooks and restaurant chefs alike. It's versatile, full of flavor. They got different cuts for different budgets and recipes. Look, they call it the blue collar American Wagyu because it's top shelf and it's affordable. Hassle Cattle Wagyu beef can be shipped anywhere in just days. Head to HassleCattleCompany.com to secure your bag of beef and use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. That's DNVR20 for 20% off when you shop at HassleCattleCompany.com. That sounds like a very good deal. That sounds like a really good gift, too. Bacon. The bacon is bomb. The hogs are bomb, too. It's like it's a notch up because people go, ah, hot dogs, and they crap on it a little bit. But not to, no, 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 no. It's like it's like a steak dog. I don't know. Is that a thing? We know there's steak burgers. It's almost yeah, a steak yeah. dog. I don't that's think that's a thing, but it sounds like those hot dogs are a little too nice to turn into a straw and drink a beer out of. Yes. And no? and I'll say this too nice to cut up the dogs to put it in your beans. That's usually how I'll sometimes. What about mac and cheese, though? Hot dogs and mac and cheese. That's a thing. It's a thing. It's not my thing. It's not your thing. I'm not hungry. My, as you can tell, that. as you can tell, I am hungry. Did you not have <laughs> enough Dodger dogs? I did not have a single Dodger dog. I hate hot dogs. <laughs> do you not like hot dogs? No. All right, you do. What but about- I haven't tried. I haven't tried those hot dogs yet, but I'm not going to eat a Dodger dog. Have you ever had dog chose? No. No. It, it's also, well, to be fair, it's not a thing, but I like that you no. knew what I was talking about. I, I'm, I'm assuming that you nachos, mean either. I'm assuming you mean either hot dogs cut up and put on nachos or a hot dog with nacho toppings. I think if I've always dreamed of cutting hot dogs like super thin, like a potato chip, and frying them up so that it's like it's like a little meat potato chip, and so uh-huh. then that's your tor- that's your tortilla chip for the dog show. So that like, is bacon. not that is be like not bacon. what I 
I that is not at all what I thought you meant. You you Delta. your brain exists on another planet, Patrick. Oh my god, thank you. Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> yeah, this um, planet is pretty terrible. Aaron Judge uh, is on another planet. Finishes with sixty-two home runs, gets it done on the day number ninety-nine. Hits number sixty-two. Yankees record was ninety-nine and sixty-two. That is really, that's absolutely perfect. I do just want to add in our private chat, like with the three of us, me, you, and Kale, Kale's so upset that I don't like hot dogs. Yeah. But yes, Aaron Judge, absolutely miraculous. Did you see the clip of his mom watching that home run? I saw her missing most of it and then turning her head like, like, what leadoff home run? I wasn't ready. She wasn't ready for the leadoff homer. Like your son is is in center field and right field. But her like reaction was just like so, thank God like it was over. so pure and relieved and happy. Yeah, thank God it's over. I thought it was adorable though. That was really cool. Now uh, I thought about this, and again, this goes back to me being on another planet a little bit. How my brain works. I'm thinking of connections. <laughs> uh, do you know the connection between the Colorado Rockies and this home run that Aaron Judge hit? And some, some of you, some of the people listening out there, yes. they have a connection. Yes. But Susie, and I and I know you do. I, I, I see it in your eyes. I know you know. But <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back even further and let people know that Aaron Judge's 62nd home run goes back to the 2007 World Series Rocktober Rockies, because that was a year, of course, Troy Tulowitzki was robbed of the Rookie of the Year award there. Uh, Ryan Braun, PED user, ended up winning it. Tulo finished in second place. He was the leader of that team as a rookie. He, of course, was later traded to the Toronto Blue Jays uh, for a package of players that included a Mr. Jesus Tinoco. He was traded to the Marlins, ended up coming back. He was traded for Chad Smith. Then the Marlins dumped him and came back to the Rockies, latched on with the Texas Rangers, where he goes down in history uh, with with Al Downing and uh, numerous Tracy Stollard, numerous other guys who've given up famous big-time home runs. Jesus Tinoco gives up number 62 for Aaron, the judge. Judge. What? (laughs) What a beautiful tapestry you've painted for us there. I'm weaving it. Now, do you know about the guy who caught the ball? I He's he's a rich man. A rich man caught that ball. <laughs> it was not the dude who fell yeah. out of the stands he, trying to catch it. And it wasn't Zach Campbell. It was, it was the rich dude. And it wasn't the Yankee fan in a Yankee jersey who's who – Who's had who had the ball land in his lap? It wasn't him either. It was the guy who like pushed down four seats and ended up grabbing it. Yes, he's a very uh, wealthy man, uh, alleged to be a, uh, a millionaire, uh, and he's also uh, <laughs> he's also married to a reporter for the Dallas Mavericks and Dallas Cowboys named Bree Amaranthus, who was of oh. course once on The Bachelor. Yes, yes, there we go. I'm like, that's the name I know. <laughs> You like that connection better than the whole 2007 World Series. You're yeah. Like, oh, you had me a bachelor. Now I follow Brie on Instagram. Let's go. I didn't realize that was her hubby. Congratulations on your man's catching that your baseball. Your man. That's good. All right. So season is over. What, what happens next for the Colorado Rockies? We've got plenty of time to figure this out. It'll be a much smoother off season uh, for me, for the show, right? There's two of us now. Uh, which two will make of it us, nice. yes. Instead of sometimes me just talking out there into the ether, we won't have a lockout. We'll have real things happening all season long, not speculating, not having people 
you know, hate the sport of baseball because it's all about money, millionaires against billionaires. We're going to have the first normal offseason in, in really quite some time, almost five years, right? Probably 2018 yeah. to 2019 was the last normal offseason uh, that we had. So we have yeah. plenty of time. We have plenty of time uh, to get to things. And I wanted to kind of, you know, get your thoughts on a couple comments. So uh, oh, yeah. Kyle, Freeland, Kyle Freeland said this most recently. Um, after after his start on Saturday night, um, and he, he said this to, to the group that you were with, uh, there needs to be, quote, there needs to be somewhat of a culture change of how we go about our day-to-day business. We're losing cannot be okay in everyone's mind. It can't be okay. Do, do you feel like there's maybe acceptance is the word, but uh, too much acceptance right now with kind of, at least in the Rockies clubhouse, they can't control the front office. They can't control the guys that come in, mm-hmm. but Hey, these are our guys. These are 26 guys. And over the final month of 28, let's not go one and 11 and let's not, you know, get our butts handed to us at home where we should be much better than 41 and 40, uh, how they did finish. Do you feel like there, that there could be some truth in that or, or some need for some, some grittier dudes? You know what? Um, so I, of course, that was the one game that I took off to go to the game with my family. I wish I was in the room to just like see the facial expressions and feel the energy. But I was, you know, I was a little surprised that he said that because I think we often will say like, oh, well, you know, the front office does a lot of things that, you know, leave us scratching our heads. So it's, you know, kind of easy to point a finger at them but for Kyle Freeland to say you know the culture's getting a little too lax that that said a lot to me for sure yeah it it, it agreed it said a lot to me and, and it, it reminds me of you know the comments that I've, I've mentioned a couple times I was on the Drew Goodman uh, podcast uh, two weeks ago now uh, when he spoke with Alan Trejo a guy who you know might might be the the Garrett Hampson uh, on this team next year if, if Hampy's uh, no longer around is going to play a little outfield in spring training, you know, is still making the league minimum. So, you know, the Rockies uh, end up probably saving uh, a mil, maybe, maybe $1.5 million uh, if they were to part ways with Garrett Hampson. Doesn't, doesn't seem like a lot when you're probably overspending on certain free agents. Uh, but nevertheless, this is kind of how front offices operate. But Alan Treo's, you know, going to be important, you know, part of this team going forward. And uh, he, he talked about the fact that he wasn't an early round pick. He was, you know, constantly overlooked by schools uh, all throughout the LA area. I had to go down south to uh, San Diego State, and he and he, he mentioned how that fuels him to this day. And he said, "quote uh, when when asked by Goody about um, you know the chip on his shoulder uh, and 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 the Rockies in general, how did they get back to that 2017 2018 team where they went to consecutive postseasons? What areas need to be addressed?" And he said, "quote the little things, being positive all the time always helps, and having that chip on your shoulder." As a team, we have a great group of guys that compete, but I wouldn't say we have a chip on our shoulder every single day, especially on the road. The good teams have that stigma about them, that they carry themselves, that they're better than everyone else, regardless of if they are or not. Uh, I think that's what Damn. we're going through. I think that's what we're going through right now, and we're trying that with this team. They need to have a chip. They don't have some of those guys. Uh, I'm not going to say grittier. They've got guys who grind, no doubt, but it's it's a certain attitude, maybe. Uh, Nolan Arenado had that attitude and that was just kind of infectious uh, all throughout the clubhouse in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Ian Desmond uh, was very much like that. You know, Gerardo Parra uh, had that a little bit. He had the jovial side as well. So uh, Adam Adovino, plenty of guys from that 17-18 squad had that. And I think there are a lot of guys in the clubhouse that have that potential, 
but for whatever reason, the culture has kind of allowed them to, to maybe, maybe take a step back just a little bit from mm. that chip and, and, and from getting it. And, you know, when you get knocked out of the postseason, you know, pretty early and it's just been a down year and, you know, the guy that, uh, you know, you've been relying on and, and, or at least, uh, relying to lean on and Chris Bryant is gone. That can be really hard. That can be, you know, really hard. So, um, it's just, it's just something to, to keep an eye on. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what new names and faces Bill Schmidt will bring into the organization to help change that culture, or at least to just improve upon it. Cause the elements are there. There's no doubt the Rockies have those elements in the clubhouse already, but they need to maybe play up on that a little bit more. Yeah, no, it's interesting that of course, like, you know, the end of the season is when we're talking about, you know, potential culture changes that need to happen, but yeah. Very curious to see if we move towards that direction under Bill Schmidt's moves. And so much of that has to do with the fact that you had 10 guys debut this year for the Rockies and so many young guys in general. So they're obviously, you know, they've got a chip on their shoulder, but they're very self-contained because as Schmidt and Bud Black, you know, mentioned like, Hey, these young guys, they're learning the ropes. They're kind of getting the feel for things and and taking their cues from the veteran guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Decent amount. There are, uh, there are actually going to be six guys that are going to be free agents right now, um, currently on the the forty man out roster. One of them is is Scott Oberg. Now he's on the sixty day IL, um, but you have to when the guys are on the sixty day IL, take them off, and then they they uh, clog a roster spot on the forty man. So so you can't hide guys that are hurt in the off season. You get forty guys, whether they're healthy or hurt, on your forty man. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, he uh, he'll be a free agent as uh, his extension is over. Um, and you know, we'll see, hopefully he's a guy that, that comes back. He wasn't around too much this year. I was surprised, uh, that was the case, but I know he was, uh, he went back to school, went to college to learn a couple things. So I think we still might end up seeing him around, you know, Coors Field in the Rockies. Uh, I would yeah. say just might be as the player rep in the clubhouse. I, I sure hope so because yeah, it seemed like he was still involved, even though we didn't see him love that he went back to school, love that he's still on that grind, just a different grind. Yeah. Love Scott Edward. Uh, the the typical type of free agents, you got Jose Iglesias, mm-hmm. Alex Colome, Chad Cool, who were all signed to one-year deals in the offseason. Jose Urania was signed to a one-year deal uh, partially through the season. And then their guy, Carlos Estevez. Stevi, he's going to be a big loss if he doesn't come back. I think yeah. he's going to get paid quite handsomely for a relief pitcher. It's going to be a lot of teams looking for a big dude like that. Uh, we hope he's okay. Finishes the year on the yeah. I.L. Uh, we hope that his health uh, is all right and his uh, and his family's all right too. He's he's a big teddy bear. That yeah. wherever he goes, the next fan base is gonna they're gonna love him as much as Rockies fans love him. I, I know. Yeah, I do. He was he was ill. He was ill at the end of the season. So you hate to see if that's the end of our time with with Carlos Estevez. That's that's devastating. But yeah, yeah. great dude. Wishing him the best because he's got a new baby too. Yeah. You also have uh, three guys on the 40-man roster that are on the 60-day IL, not including Scott Oberg. So Tyler Kinley, during the offseason, uh, does need to come off the IL. Um, they, that's just the rules, how they go. You also have Ryan Rawlson and Helchris Oliveras, who we didn't see much of down in the minor leagues uh, at all. You know, Last year, he really made his first splash. So really, six minus three is, is three. That means you've got room for three guys to protect uh, before the Rule 5 draft or to sign in free agency but not really because you can create more room, designate guys for assignments, sneak them through the minor leagues. Rockies have a fair amount of guys, and I, 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 maybe I shouldn't be naming names yet, but look, uh, these are players that you know unfortunately have underperformed, and their value isn't 
you know, where it typically might be. And I think the Rockies would do well to keep these players, you know, in and around the franchise, but, you know, to keep them on a 40 man roster and potentially lose, you know, a guy like, um, you know, Julio Carreras or, or an Eddie Diaz, not saying those guys will necessarily, you know, uh, be on the 40 man roster ahead of the rule five draft warming Bernabelle definitely will, but you got to protect those young guys because of their high ceiling. That means there's a chance you could see a Peter Lambert, Ty Block, Dom Nunez, Garrett Hampson, Sam Hilliard, even uh, Ryan Valade from AAA, and Winton Bernard. Those are all guys that, again, I think the organization would like to keep around, but you could see them moved off the the 40-man roster. Don't fret because they still can come back. They still can mm-hmm. you know, stay down and, uh, and sign a, a AAA deal, but uh, Rockies can still make some room to protect those young guys, still acquire some new players, make some trades. The guy that will really be most interesting, I think he'll be around, but I'm curious of your take, Susie. He's he's on the cusp. Almost. He's on the cusp of being on the cusp. Though that, that long group of guys is okay. the cusp. So he's on the cusp of the cusp. I think we'll see him okay. around next year. He does have options. Connor Joe. Connor what Joe. What do you think about Connor Joe? Probably will be back next year but not as guaranteed as it was this time last year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like the, I do feel like, sadly, the future is so uncertain here with Connor Joe because he was he was everyone's favorite Rocky at the start of the season and things have just quieted down so much since then. So, I mean, he's a great dude, but if you're not performing, yeah, I'm just so curious to see what's going to happen there. Yeah, yeah, Kale's gonna be a wreck if Connor Joe's not back. He's oh. you know, and, and Sam Hilliard, fan favorite. Win Bernard, fan favorite. If uh, Connor, yeah. you're like, wow, what? You can't you can't gut the roster from all these dudes that people love so much. Oh my gosh, did the Rockies lead baseball in fan favorites? Uh, well, every team has has their own. I like, don't know. But those those are three really good ones. Like, mm-hmm. and also too, you know, you go back in the last couple of years, there's not too many guys that I can think of that were as big of fan favorites. Obviously when Bernard was only here for a short amount of time, but still made his impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, Josh Fuentes and Connor Joe last year, Josh Fuentes in 2020, uh, in 2019. But, uh, you know, everyone's got their guy. Everyone, everyone's got their, their player to, uh, to root for out there for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think so we're good, right. I think so. Yeah. Unless you've yeah. got something uh, else that you might need to share. I know, I know you, you don't- take, all kinds of different notes about random things. And now's a good time to the notebook. Should I? Okay, I'll clear the notebook. I'll clear the notebook. This is something that I noticed earlier. Chris Bryant, who has been out with plantar fasciitis, has not been wearing very supportive sandals in the clubhouse. And I am concerned about it. I'm concerned. I wish he would wear the Crocs. Crocs of arch support. Or clubs don't. Crocs have great arch support. Go look at a pair of Crocs. Okay. All right. Interesting. What about, were they Croc slides? Is that a thing? I don't know. They were not Croc slides. And I got a good look at them and there is no arch support in there. All right. Well, if, uh, if you've got an issue with that, take it up uh, with us at DNVR (laughs) underscore Rockies Uh, at Patrick D Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. And you can find me on all platforms at the Susie Hunter. Man, this was a great show, uh, but we've got more shows uh, lined up this this week still. So momentum, you know what they say. It's only as good as your next show. So we will talk to you tomorrow with Drew Goodman and Susie will talk to you on Friday.